0: Welcome to Attack of the Killer Creators, the podcast where we talk to creators who are killing it. Your hosts, Nat and Michelle Fitzgerald. Hello, killers. Nat and Michelle here. What's up? Uh, And we are here talking to our friend, Chavez. Say hi, Chavez. What's
1: up? How's it going?
0: (laughs) Oh, it is good. Uh, Chavez and I are old high school friends who actually weren't friends in high school <laughs> no, <not, laughs> Well, not, not at all we became friends <laughs> adjacently though adjacently. no i remember
2: it was just a big school right
0: i remember seeing you around and being like who's that guy i think we were in improv together very yes. briefly <laughs> awesome michelle is just finding out that i was in improv club yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the truth, comes out. The truth comes out there it is yeah. Okay. There it is. I was once an improv, Sweet. and then I saw two paths laid before me, <laughs> and I decided to not take the path where I became an improv guy. You know what? I mean, um, let's yep.
2: not like pretend that you don't improv during your band <laughs> sets. <laughs> Yeah, dad jokes.
0: All and that so, path. Shav, did you take a similar? You took a similar path then, yeah. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> also not an improv guy, <laughs> like you. I I keep my kibbles and bits to myself and to my friends, and
1: I don't think anyone else. I don't think anyone else needs that at all. So,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right. So, um, I did not go to school with you, but Nad's been telling me, "Oh my gosh, my friend is doing all these awesome things," and so, like, I've sort of seen a little bit of the cool creative work you do online but can you tell us for me and for all the listeners who have not yet been introduced to you what kind of creative work you do
1: <laughs> well hello hi uh i'm chavez so i i guess i'm a conceptual artist i feel like in my heart i'm a conceptual artist um and then outwardly to you know the public quote-unquote uh it can change you know like some mm-hmm. people know me as a pop artist a musician uh, i just started releasing my first singles this year and i have an album coming up. This, yes. this year as well, uh, but all this stuff kind awesome. of lived in a place of being a conceptual artist. I did my first exhibition last year uh, called Queen Black America, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, everything
0: just kind of grows out of that place. Mm-hmm. So conceptual awesome. art, yeah. What, um, <laughs> yeah? Can you tell what was what was that um, that exhibition? Yeah. Like what medium. Yeah. So
1: basically, I. I spent like a year in France. I, I was living in New York City for uh like probably five years and I uh, decided that like I was like anxious and just like really exhausted with with New York and just found a way to like weasel my way into France and just take some time away. And I
0: realized that where, like, where you in France, where you just told us you met our last guest, Jonathan Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, yeah, so 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 funny. Like yeah. when I met Jonathan, <laughs> I, I I was doing like
1: a quick little trip to uh to, to France. I had like saved a li- little money and it was just like scoping out France. Like I hadn't moved there officially, and I was like on the mm-hmm. all the apps on all the dating apps, and I like came across good old Jonathan Grant. <laughs> good old jonathan and uh yeah and then we met up Mm -hmm. well actually i don't think we even met up that trip i just saw that they were they had a ton of south bend mutual friends which is like very rare yeah 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 friends um and yeah we ended up connecting there (laughs)
0: that's great but yeah (laughs) so you moved to france
1: yeah. So I moved, I moved to France yeah. and like right before that time I, I had like officially moved to France, I was going through like just like a bout of pretty serious anxiety and depression. And like during that time, yeah. I um I made a, I just took a bunch of photos of myself and of the things around me just so I felt like I was real. Like just so I felt like I was present mm. and, and, and yeah. I existed because I was, I, I was going through a time where there was just so much stuff going on in the world and within my body that I just needed just Mm. something to just affirm me and to confirm me in a way. And so I took these photos and they were probably like, I mean, they're just awful photos. Like uh, I just had a shitty DSLR (laughs) and I took like maybe 30 photos. And then later on when I had some time to myself uh, to like kind of look at who I had been in New York uh, previous to Paris, I was like, man, like, what is that? Who is that person? How do I validate that experience in which I felt so I, I was unable to move and really create anything. How do I validate that person through those months of depression? And so I, I wanted to create a product, mm-hmm. that, a project and product uh, that really spoke through that lens. So I started with those photos. I kind of paired them with some uh, some uh, video installations with an artist that I met uh, online. They live in Mexico City. We started crafting a project oh, wow. while I was living in France just online and then uh, I wrote some poems and those poems kind of started getting wo- woven into like some mm. musical, uh, some music. Uh, and then so the the exhibition turned out to be, you know, a mix of some sculptures that I created. I had never created sculptures. Wow. I made some some of those and um, yeah, the poems. And then I did a live show uh, in the context of the installation. So it's all very like, I, I love world building. Yeah. So it's really, the, awesome. the project was mm-hmm. really about it into my belly in that way. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um so you just you just sort of gave us a little bit uh of this question but I I want, I want to dig a little deeper here cuz <laughs> so we we sort of knew each other in high school. I mean yeah. knew of each other might be more more accurate. Yeah. Uh we got to know each other a little bit in college. I remember you would show up at some of my shows randomly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah. then you
2: we
0: were, <laughs> were the Chicago show. No, it was uh, no. in South yeah, Carolina. Show I, I up would, at uh, at up Bethel's Bethel. campus.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, like you know, there's this. I mean, there's a lot of pretty regular people at, at Good Old Pin High. No shade. Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> he was certainly one that uh, stood out. And I was like, well, I want to see what they're doing. Like, what 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 he's up to. Oh, cool. So oh, every like, really? now and then, I would, like, yeah, I will pop in uh To Bethel and see what's
0: up. I really loved
1: your I really music. Like there was a song. Um, yeah, thank you, Troubadour.
0: Troubadour. Yeah, Trollop um, awesome. awesome. <laughs> and the Troubadour. The Trollop and the Troubadour. I love it. that uh... <laughs> it was like your... <laughs> bringing it back. That's uh It was great. It was, it was like song. your mic there. It was a bop, dude. Yeah. I, I honestly think that like
1: it was a bop. I remember still, it, it was on like your MySpace or something like that, and I was like, "Man, this yeah, is
0: actually yeah, it's, solid. Still on, it's it's still on a it's still on Bandcamp, actually.
2: It's probably still on MySpace. It's just kind of like no, the they
0: lost console. they <laughs> lost all the MySpace lost all the music. Um, but no, yeah, so we, we knew it. Yeah, so then like we sort of re- uh, connected a little more when we were both living in Chicago. And you had gone from just being this, like, I guess, theater kid that was hanging around Penn to then being this guy that would show up at my shows at Bethel to then, like, being this model living in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) you are this black queer icon who's like all over paper magazine and dropping (laughs) albums and launching record labels like fill me in on the gap there like how did you get from (laughs) from this guy (laughs) living in Um, chicago as a model yeah Yeah,
1: it's so crazy you know it's I mean, like, I guess, like, from like outward out, uh, like optics, it just seems like okay. It's like zero to a hundred, and then like, you know, it just feels like this big old shift, and that's
0: what people. Oh, absolutely! But really,
1: like, totally. Absolutely. So it was, like,
0: it was, it was literally like there was one video you posted that was like, oh, here I am singing, and I was like, what the hell? He th- they're singing? Sure. What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I think
1: that, like, I, from a very young age, like, I've always just been really curious about art, like, in general, like, I, I just wanted to know how things worked. And so I would invest some time and energy to just, like, exploring it as much as I could. Um, and so like mm. I moved to, I moved to Chicago and, you know, I had taken some classes at Joffrey and I had, you know, I got signed to elite models and that was like a whole little thing. I, I hardly ever think about myself as a, as a model anymore, or even that, <laughs> I, I, always <laughs> <about> that <chapter. laughs> I always forget about that chapter. I always forget about that chapter. So thank you for that reminder. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so basically what happened was I, I, you know, before, as I got signed to elite models. I was like a commercial model, which means that, like, I'm trying to book, you know, Target and Wasimo. And I was just like,
0: this is oh, like wow. that regular <laughs> yeah, yeah. black kid in the Target ad, you know? The, wow. Yeah, and, like the most milk toast ad possible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, just the
1: most, <laughs> the most regular, regular person you could imagine. Um, but I right. was living with a model, another model who was also signed with the same um, agency her name was Anique and she was like an editorial model. She was like amazingly mm. gorgeous, just like tall and just like, oh my God, she was amazing. And she would have these amazing photo shoots with all these amazing photographers. And I was just like, oh my gosh, meanwhile, I'm over here wearing, you know, chinos and corduroys and you're <laughs> taking these amazing, these amazing photos with the, like these high fashion editorial art photos. And so yeah. like, as I like started her career, I just... I just started saying like I like started reaching out to a lot of the photographers that she was working out with, working with, and I was like, "Yo, like I'm a commercial model, but like I really am so curious and I'm so wanting to work with you. Please, I will do anything. I will style it. Mm -hmm. I will find the locations. Like I will, I will. Let's trade. Like let's do something." And so, um, I started working with a ton of photographers in hopes that I could like build a book to be more of an editorial Mm -hmm. model in the eyes of my agency. Um, that kind of happened, but mostly what really happened is I started understanding what it meant to work on sets and to have a creative concept, uh, to like know how to build a vision from like the ideation phase to the actuality phase. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And so that was like that was like a huge thing for me, like to take an, an idea, something really that was so um, like floating in your mind, this like soft place that you don't know how to articulate mm. and start making. Mm-hmm photos out of it that was like a huge baseline for me um and then after that i just uh i you know i kind of went from job to job and i ended up working for a company that my uncle jonathan had started in south bend and they had moved over to uh chicago and i worked as a you know it was like an e-commerce web agency and i was at first i was just like the um the office manager, and then I kind of started working with more with the brand strategy team and the marketing team, and I learned awesome. a shit ton about marketing, or branding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of like kind of where things really started. Like, I think that I just continuously um, just started layering things, like, you know, taking the photography and the creative direction and layering that with brand strategy and things, you know, around e-commerce and web development. Yeah. And then like by the time like that was kind of like the brimming of you know my time in Chicago. Um and then I just decided to make a move to, to New York to um wow. potentially do more uh branding. Yeah. And that was like my intention to move to New York, oddly. Huh. <laughs> um, I, so yeah. what was like yeah. <laughs>
2: Um So what was it that kind of like clicked or made you like want to pursue that more instead of just sticking with the normal <laughs> modeling gigs that we were getting like what was the thing that kind of clicked and made you think I want to do this more creative route like was it just seeing the other I mean, like your roommate
1: yeah yeah no I mean like I mean it was just I think my roommate was a wonderful like eye-opening thing, like having her in the space and like seeing what other possibilities like yeah. lived in that space. Mm-hmm. But mostly it was just that like, as, as artists, it's just like, you know, I, I come from South Bend, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I grew up pretty poor. I went to an all white school, like, you know, shout out to Penn High. Hey. Um, and that was like always such a challenge. Yeah. But that was always such a challenge for me. I really struggled being at Penn. I really struggled like, being able to like be live in my my authenticity. Like I, wow. I it was really wow. challenging for me. And so yeah, when I kind of started getting into my adulthood, I was like, I have all these things that I haven't been able to articulate or haven't understood how to find the words mm. to say them. Yeah. And so creative language just offered a lot of release for a lot for, for a lot of those things that I was able, mm. unable to say. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah and so I think nice. that's that's a lot of it it's just like basically not knowing how to say things and finding that creative language allowed me to room space for myself to that's explore awesome. how I was feeling for yeah. sure
2: I think like I've I uh I think i made the jump from my regular job to more creative thing because I felt like I wasn't living fully kind of like you were saying like not living fully how I was meant to be <laughs> you know like there's just a whole section of myself wow. that is not being expressed. And that, and so sort of like that intentional move to be more creative was a move to like live more wholly <laughs> live as a whole person. <laughs> but yeah,
1: a hundred percent.
2: Um, I,
0: I, I just, I feel like there's not enough room for that, you know? Ugh. Truly. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta make your own room for it.
2: <laughs> That's true. No one else gives you that room. It is something you, I, you have to kind of take it back for yourself, but
0: Man. yeah i mean because i know 100%. like yeah i remember you were talking about going to an all-white school in a kind of conservative area and like from my perspective, from my perspective. you weren't letting that slow down your role at all <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I, I, just, I, I don't think i allowed it slow me yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I just remember, like, even as, like, a 16-year-old just being, like, this, like, radically individualistic, like, black queer kid that was the only black queer kid (laughs) in a mostly white, mostly (laughs) conservative school. Yeah. Uh,
1: You know, I think that I I really realized... um, pin is such a crazy part of my life. Like that high school being at, you know, being in South Bend, being in these like, really like most of the kids that we went to school with were pretty like fam- came from pretty upperly mobile families. Yeah. Um, and I really learned a lot about like being likable, being a product, knowing that I was witty and clever and then I was already different. So if I was already different, I might as well lean in. Uh, to create something that is something that's completely different than anyone else in the space. yeah. Uh, And that really, that, that served me well, like that served me well in terms of mobility, popularity, you know, being able to like, like carve out space for myself.
0: Yeah. And then probably leveraging that into your creative space, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I mean, a lot of, uh, Queen Black America and even my music project right now is about the fact that I I felt like I had to curate who I was, you know, I felt like I wasn't allowed to really talk about like my poverty or talk about my, my mental health or, you know, I didn't, there was not a lot of room for that. And, but there was a lot of room for the exciting parts of my personality, Mm. the, you know, that I'm funny and clever and well, you know, quote unquote, well-spoken and and I I, I did all these other things.
0: (laughs) It looked like I guess a little. I just remember that was like uh, you know that was like the joke. Was like, I, I feel like maybe that was I feel like you said that one time. I think I did. Yeah, and then you're like, I don't know who that is. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, Yeah. But yeah, you know like going, yeah. yeah, okay. Um so in the in the midst of this Uh, growing up from you know going from modeling to branding to uh, art to music to to music like when did you feel like you were really killing it like what was a benchmark where you just said like you know what like this is I'm I'm doing what I want to be doing
1: yeah I mean I guess sure I mean like this conversation is is very much in the throes of it now. Oh, you man. know, like it's been quite quite the build, and you guys are catching me at, at, an, at an interesting time. Yeah. So currently I'm I'm on tour with Dorian Electra and Charlie XEX and I'm I'm dancing for Dorian. I'm also playing a bunch of club dates on the tour, uh, playing my own original music. And this is kind of like the first time in my creative career that I I really am starting to feel like things shift wow. in a big way, you know, things have shifted a lot in like terms of my creative right. output. Like I've, you know, I've changed mediums pretty yeah. regularly. And so I've felt that within my own personal growth, but outwardly, this is the first time that people are starting to notice me in, in a, mm. in a bigger way Um in this moment, mm. uh, which it, it's been a very interesting, interesting little time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not nearly where I want to be. Like, you know, I have a lot of ideas for my project and for my career. Um, And I'm certainly still, you know, I'm not rich and famous and by any means still struggling with Mm -hmm. the same things that held me over the years, including, you know, my mental health and, you know, understanding what it means to break the cycle, the mindset of poverty. How does, what does it mean to save? What does it mean to like, you know, really consider your career and not just like surviving day to day? Um, so I, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. Even though it's starting to feel a little bit better, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, So in the midst of that, because you're talking about, you know, you're doing what you want to be doing, but you're still struggling with, uh, you know, with that anxiety, with you know that poverty mindset. So what is it though? Because let's be honest, like, creative work is not like the most prolific provider of (laughs) financial resources. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. Right. right, So what motivates you there? Like, what is your why of why you stay creative rather than just like getting a Madison Avenue advertising job, which, (laughs) or something like that?
1: Right. Right. You know, I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, had those opportunities really? I, you know, I didn't go. Ended up going to a traditional college. You know, I, I, I did. I spent a lot of time at Joffrey. I did a lot of little things here and there creatively, but I never went to a traditional university in that way. And so maybe if ha- had those opportunities opened themselves up to me, I might have taken a pit <laughs> stop in, a, in a, a much more meaningful way. Uh, like it's almost like, luckily and fortunate, uh, unfortunately and luckily. um, you know those those opportunities were not afforded to me and but the thing that has been the most consistent for me is and the most consistent thing that provided me relief from myself like mm. has been art so whether or not anyone is there to you know mm-hmm. hear or watch the tree fall it's going to happen regardless because it's what I need to to yeah. feel wow. feel yeah. to like understand. How am I, i'm experiencing this world to understand you know with all the things that are happening in in this in this rock that we live on how do i understand it how do i take the, that moment to really explore myself and how and how i feel about you know the things um, and art yeah. is that for me and so it would happen regardless um i and i also think that like because I know it would happen regardless. And I know that like, there's so many people that don't think of it as being an option as being something that they can lean into something that can be something that could be therapeutic in that way, specifically queer black kids. Like they don't, they don't know, you know, like when I was living in Chicago, I would always think about like, you know, the kids on the South side of Chicago, not knowing all the places that they could go. And my, my proximity to whiteness at at Penn high school, I was, I was able to see like, Oh my gosh, like, like there's so many mm-hmm. ways that we mm-hmm. could go. Like mm-hmm. there's so many options, uh, and I, I really do it for for that. Like I really want. That's why I, it's not that I just want to be an artist to make work. I, I want to mm-hmm. be famous. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be famous because it's so important yeah. for people to see me in a real way and know that this is an yeah. like, option. This is viable. This is an option. And if I stand mm-hmm. on my shoulders to get to be greater than oh, yeah. I, please do.
2: Okay, and that's do. exactly why we're talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm like every story you hear is like encourages you or or you don't even realize like who it's going to lift up and like you know, like you said they would stand on your shoulders to get higher. Like those stories and like what you create and what you express is so important to to people we will not even know. <laughs> you know, um gosh, it, it is so yeah, important to 100%. like to keep doing that creative work just because it will encourage other people to live that way. Yeah. Um, to to know that, like, they can be free to express themselves and be free to express what they're feeling in creative ways and and just kind of having that, like, validated. That's amazing.
1: And, no, 100%. And I, And I also think it's worth saying, like, you know, your creative output doesn't have to look not. like yeah. everyone else's creative output. And I think, you know, that was the reason... You know, my partner and I, you know Rick Marcello, we started nice. a label, Flat Pop Records, awesome. uh, this year. We started a, a record label that kind of uh, it's like a prog- progressive pop label, and and it's mostly because we wanted to create a pipeline for artists to be able to create their work that it isn't just centered yeah. around yeah. capitalism in that way. The truth is, is that like as a pop musician personally. I am thinking about like what it means for me to be likable, what it means for me to be, mm-hmm. to reach across aisles, for me to gain fans that are not only queer people that I hope to serve, but also these white middle America mm-hmm. that I need to yeah. influence. So they right. care more about people like me. <laughs> um, and for, my work is very commerce centric. It's very, you know, I, I make pop music because it's popular music and that's what it mm-hmm. means for me to lift up mm-hmm. communities that I hope to champion. But I don't want that. For every queer, you know, POC artist, I I want them to feel like they can really create work that you know contributes to their their story yeah. to understanding their existence, and it's not curated mm. for cis white. Yeah, I, I feel like that that's
2: answers Nat's earlier really question: yeah. like, why <laughs> is this important to you? <laughs> why, you yeah, just that's the of why right there. Some
0: of that. Awesome. Um, so in in line with that. Uh, what sort of? How are how do you, how are you intentional about your creativity? What sort of routines and habits do you have?
2: Or maybe are you starting some?
0: Or are you yeah? Or uh, are you starting some habits, <laughs> some intentional habits? Yeah, you know I, that's a really Michelle
1: <laughs> solid save. Like that truly is. You know, I'm I'm trying to formula, you know, create some uh, systems for myself, because mm. before there was no one watching, you know, and I was, the art would come in, in, in the way that it came. And now, you know, I, I recently mm. signed a, a publishing deal. And so that means my, mm-hmm. my music has a different life, you know, in terms of like, being syncable for film, TV, and, you know, advertisements in that way. And so now that there's a team <laughs> that is kind of like looking at my music in its very specific way, I'm trying to become a lot more uh, intentional about yeah, you know, when it comes and how it happens. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I try to be like, you know, I try to think about the biggest. Like I, mm. I try to think about how big things could be and then really start understanding yes. like, okay, how can I break that mm-hmm. down into like some measurable things? I had a teacher tell me And I can't, I can't remember what teacher told me this, but they told me like, okay, like if you want to do great, if you want to do, you have a C in a math class and you want to get an A, you know, you don't just say, I want to be, I want to be an an A plus student in math. You say, okay, I'm going to study 20 minutes every day. And hopefully, you know, that focus energy is going to amount to me having a shift in my grade. And so now I kind of, I try really hard to be like, okay, like. Shav, like i'm i set up these sessions i set them up, up with my producers or you know my 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 team who help me like create events or you know mm-hmm. special special projects like photo shoots or, that support the the art but i i put them on the book pretty uh mm-hmm. uh pretty intentionally you know i'm like okay cool this is what i have allotted for photo shoots this is what i have allotted for you know studio time and this is also and this is the biggest thing is this like putting in mm-hmm. time for administration like that like because emails yeah. are like the big the biggest thing uh that I feel like I'm dealing with the most um and just like really scheduling time for that just to keep things moving and as I start having ideas like you know I'm a, I'm a conceptual artist so I live yeah I love yeah. living in a lot of mediums I really oh, love awesome. it like I wrote two screenplays like Um, and finding, and finding, uh, partners for that has been really remarkable for me to be able to, like, have my hands in one pot while I'm flexing in another pot, you know? Um, and so partners are just, like, so important. Like, I I have my creative coordinator, Liz, helps me for the music project. She helps me just, like, keep things in order, and, like, we're collaborators in that way. I also have my friend Walker we write, you know, we've been writing sc- screenplays together. I'm able to duck into those meetings with him, give notes and feedback, and then allow them to kind of, like, do some of the heavy lifting without me. I think I've had to, like, realize what it means for me to, like, give my styles and specific spurts and trust the collaborators that I have on my team to, oh my to gosh. keep
0: Yeah, keep so it I guess what you're saying <laughs> is that accountability uh, is a powerful tool. <laughs>
1: like,
0: accountability and then
1: really just trusting the people that that are on your team people that like get your vision get get the thing that you're trying to do they may not be the most influential they may not they may have never done it before but they if they feel passionately about what you're doing and the the thinking about what you're doing leaning into those people and allowing them like the room to grow Mm -hmm. and trusting them you know that that's like the biggest thing for my project lately Mm.
2: Okay, so speaking of your community, like you've got this supportive, creative community around you that, um, like you trust, and they yeah. kind of push you forward. How do you find? How did you find such great people <laughs> to encourage what, you? Where do they come yeah. from? Yeah, where?
1: Where did they come from? Um,
2: <laughs> how did somebody find? That's like, it's yeah.
1: such a really good question. Yeah, how? You know, I think that it's just like. I mean, it's so many things like for, I don't, I mean, Nat, or er, Nat, Nat or Nate. Nate. Nat. <laughs> yeah. Nat. It's the, it's
0: the, I, I it's wanna, the not I want to be like proper and say Nate. It's the not normal one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Nat. You know what? Thank you for Nat that. Kinkle, Nat that. Nat King Cole, Nat Turner. Um, basically, Nat King Cole, you know what? Thank you for <laughs> the tricks. Thank you. Tricks. Go. Um, but like, it kind of all started with my my best friend, who is still my best friend, Sarah O'Brien. Sarah, um, in high school, awesome. and yes, Sarah, Sarah shout out my, to Sarah, my my, my absolute best <laughs> friend. I actually, just uh, she just moved uh, to Texas, and I, you know, the tour came oh, from Texas, great. and. Uh, we were able to, like, actually have like a nice little extended period of time. Awesome. But Sarah was, like, mm. I feel like she was, like, the 101 of me really understanding, like, what it means to really, like, connect and really, like, appreciate like-minded mm. people in yeah. ways that, like, allow mobility in, in terms of, like, creative pursuits. Like, Sarah, like, when I was living in South Bend, we would, like... I would literally go... There's there's this website called Model Mayhem. Oh, yeah. And I would literally go on Model Mayhem. Yeah. I would go on Model Mayhem, and I would find, like, the best photographers in South Bend. And they were typically shooting, like, baby portraits or, like, senior portraits. And I would, like, message them, and I'd be like, Hey, yo, I have an idea for a photo shoot. I'm, I want to go out in, you know it was like five degrees one time we did this photo shoot and I wanted it to be based on like Tokyo pop and I'm going to style the things and I want you to shoot it for me. Wow. Yellow bee photography, yeah. uh, based in Niles. <laughs> um, and Sarah was just like always, always down. Like she was like, okay, cool." course I was like, we're going to do this weird photo shoot. You're going to style it. And we're going to go to Salvation Army to get the, what we need for nice. it. Uh, <laughs> and she was just like such a great great companion you know (laughs) i think finding people that just like not only believe your madness but are just like a little mad themselves like that is the vibe i just like i just gotta keep those people close like you you meet the people that you double dutch with well you know you know the people like as you get older you start recognizing like you you are the people that i i want to know like you can feel it now you know like before you were like you know when you're younger in high school middle school you're kind of like you're being friends with people because of whatever reasons uh but now like i you know i'm grown i'm down near 30 like i i know the people i vibe with uh-huh. i know the people i vibe with and you know as i meet them i like i, I listen i'm like what are you what are you doing mm. like what are you what what, are, what type of art are you interested in making or what do you value in life and then like i try to build products and projects for us to collaborate in, in the ways that serve us both okay. that speak to the things that we value. Cause when you, when things are born out of like what your heart, you know, beats yeah. for it's so it's not, it's no longer work. It's, it's you're just making something that you need to make.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, uh, what is, would you say your favorite part? About living yeah. and working creatively rather than like a desk job or factory job or some boring nonsense. <laughs> hmm.
1: I mean, you know, first of all, it it truly takes all kinds, and there's creativity in every yeah. space. Yeah. Like, if I mean, if you're working at that 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 nine to five, and you're going in, and you're, you know, like for me to be on playlists for Spotify, like it takes a team to pitch my music in sync and they go to work at seven, you know, eight o'clock yeah. and they leave at five o'clock and they, you know, wear the chinos and they work that, <laughs> they work that life, you know, they see and you in the so target app. To me. Like, you know, I think that they see me in the target <laughs> app, you know? And so like, I, I would say like, you know, like everyone is so creative in their own ways, you know, like, it's not like I'm i I'm an artist. So I, and I'm crazy. And I, you know, I dress cool and people you know like what I do and that makes me more of an artist than someone else who works on a desk nine to five job that's right. just, this is not true like I, it really takes so many yeah. kinds of people and you know and the thing that I enjoy about being the artist that I am is that I am trying to live in my truth daily now yeah. like I, I used to be you know I used to curate for people, I used to put on a show and a character for them and now I could care yeah. less like I, I wear the shit that I wanna wear. I'm I'm wearing a dress one day, I'm wearing khakis mm-hmm. another day, I'm you know, I'm do, I'm living my life, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I appreciate the ability to just like animate my life however I want to, because in the world that we live in now, there's a lot of theories about the ways that humans are supposed to exist mm-hmm. specifically in westernized mm-hmm. countries. And they're not all true. They're not they all don't serve us. And so being an artist, the, the type of artist I am, I appreciate the fact that I'm able to animate myself however I want to animate myself. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I think part of uh, the way I would have worded well, Nat's question would have been just like, what would you not give up <laughs> about, you know, kind of the creative life you're you're living? And it sounds like you just said, like, being able to kind of have that flexibility um, to live how you want, right? <laughs> and make those decisions that you want. Some people don't, some yeah. people don't feel that freedom and Honestly. that might just be the only difference of whether or not they feel creatively fulfilled is do you feel the freedom to be creatively fulfilled, you know? <laughs> so, um,
1: do you feel the freedom to, to, to exist the way right. that you want yeah. to exist? You know, I think that like so many people you know, online or people that I meet in person that have negative things to say about me, like, I I I notice that they don't have, mm. they haven't given themselves wow. the room, or society hasn't given them the room to really to lean into the places that they were curious about. Like, you know, I've really when I felt like I wanted to learn more about, you know, photography, I fucking leaned in. Mm. It's cause I'm 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 a queer person mm-hmm. and there's no expectations for the way my life should be. <laughs> I didn't have to, you know, I didn't I didn't go to college. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get married in that mm-hmm. traditional way. I'm not gonna have children in that traditional way. And so I got a lot of freedom, <laughs> you know? And I, I hope I hope that people take away, and not that that narrative is wrong. Sure. I just want people to know that they can do it however they want to. Yeah. Like, that's the truth. Gay, straight, queer, whatever, trans, like, whatever it is, like, you can animate your life however you want to. Just because, like, the popular one, mm. that the thing that's in vogue is a specific one brought to us by commerce and government. Mm-hmm. Like... That doesn't mean that you have to follow that truth. Like follow your truth, and like, and it might be uncomfortable. And a lot of people are really afraid to be uncomfortable. And Mm. I hope with my work that people say, like, take away the fact that like it's not going to be peaches and cream all the time. Mm -hmm. You're going to be uncomfortable, but uh, behind that door of being uncomfortable is a new truth about yourself that you have acquired. You've leveled up your video game character, and now you're in the next phase.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good. No, I like that. I I feel like that's true. Like. Anytime I'm getting really uncomfortable, I know like, I'm a, I'm either learning something I don't want to, or I'm not I don't feel ready for yet, or I'm about to learn or kind of grow into that next phase. And so, you know, it's, it's just like, whatever, when you're a kid, and you're growing, actually, like growth spurts, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, all all, sort, all growth is on this side oh, of pain or risk. Oh.
1: It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really remarkable how fearful people are of that being uncomfortable. Mm. I, I would say that that's probably the biggest thing, you know, like as a creatives, as creatives and as artists and as humans on this earth that we have to really understand is that like, just because you're going through a period of time that is not the most, you know, easy, it doesn't, it's not the most cushy, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there's true, there's true wealth once you're able to understand, like, why, why, why aren't I comfortable? Or, mm. you know, yeah. what is my comfort, my, you know, what is, what does it mean to be comfortable? Who else is uncomfortable mm-hmm. while I'm sitting in the mm-hmm. lap of luxury? Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, art, art and understanding what it means to, you know, not be comfortable means really considering your, yourself outside of yourself, yeah. your, your, your neighborhood, your,
0: the, the global commu- yeah. community. For sure. Yeah. Um so <laughs> along that line of growing pains of uncomfortability of uh challenging yourself to push past stuff. Um looking now uh at you know the last 10 or so years mm. of your creative work. Like what is something you wish you would have known? from the get-go or in and like maybe what's what's a mistake you made because you didn't know that
1: Uh i mean i obviously it's such a cliche answer of of saying that you know i i don't necessarily believe in mistakes in that way you know like everything is like everything is a a test you know like and everything is just like, can lend itself to really making you greater. And so like, in terms of mistakes, I don't know if I have that many. <laughs> I think that something that I've learned that has been a, um, a pattern in my life that I'm really trying to really understand is like understanding what type of spirits and people don't, don't serve you mm. and actually don't have place mm. in your life. Yeah. Um, and I think that, is, that was, that's been like the biggest thing, you know, like, and you know, I think that also goes back to this being a person from the Midwest and like you know, growing up, you know, adjacent and in the church, and that was you know one of the things that I really do take away from you know my you know, growing up in the church mm. in, in a way is just that they would always talk about like what it means for you know um, uh, you know to have uh, spirits that are that don't just don't mm. serve sure. you, like sure. whether it's the type of movies that filter your soul that don't you know, or people like, I I really try to be pretty conscious of like, you know, who I keep Mm. around me and like, and what they give and take, you know, as as a queer black person who creates art as, you know, as a product, as, as something that I contribute to culture, there's a lot of people that are Mm. taking from me, you know, and I think that I'm a lot more conscious of like, you know, what are people taking from me and what, have, what have I already given to people? Like, cause the thing, the thing is, is that I give so much regardless, mm. free of charge, please yeah. take from me. But the people that truly are trying to take from me, like I, I, I I'm starting to become a lot more conscious of those people and understanding what it means to be like, Hey, you know what? Like, I love mm-hmm. you. Um, you don't serve the person yeah. I come to be. And the best thing I can do for you and for myself is to put some space mm. between us. Yeah, Um, And that's, that's probably like the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm kind of always learning. Um, And that's been like a big theme of my life and yeah. over the last 10 years.
0: Well, and it's especially true of creatives. Like uh I think your perspective is a little more skewed as a uh queer person of color but i think every creative is dealing with this relationship with um whoever consumes what they create of like they want more are they well they want more (laughs) number one (laughs) and number two is like the the constant there's the constant fight between like the art that they have made and the art that they are still making, and the people that are consuming the art that they have made have all sorts of ideas about what the art that they should are still making should look like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um Right. <laughs> but but totally. like totally and it's funny because you mentioned uh the trollop and the troubadour, that right. song that I had, which was for a <laughs> is a great yeah, it's a great song. It's um And I've come back around to it, actually. It's from an old project that I was doing called The Rocket Named Justice. You can find it on Bandcamp. Um, Oh, my God. But, like, I'm not... I'm just... The fact of the matter is, like, I'm just not doing that anymore.
2: I ask. I said, Nat, can you make She asks all the time. She's like, no, that's not what my music sounds like. My
0: mom's always like, oh, (laughs) when are you going to do your acoustic stuff? And I'm like, I'm not anymore, Mom. I'm not doing this. Like, you know, and I've got people who even, like... Like just people who like knew me from open mics or people who knew me um when I was mo- when I was writing that stuff, who I would yeah, who would like be it stuff. And they have all sorts of ideas yeah. about like the stuff I'm working on now mm. and it's just like, you know, at a certain point like I'm not doing this to make you yeah. happy. <laughs> like, well
2: and I realize that too. Like I feel like a lot of people ask me to do things that they're not in line with what my vision is or what I feel like is valuable. And a lot of people, I feel like are, um, right. they sort of feel like they owe, they owe it to someone else to be polite and to, and to grant them that, you know? And I yeah. think like as, as artists, I don't know if it is a Midwest thing. I feel like there's a lot of like need to be um, kind and like,
0: <laughs> what, is it, what would it be? Not rock the boat.
2: Not rock a bow. I don't know. But like you feel like you owe it to someone to say, yeah, I'll do that even when you don't want to. And I think that's part of like growing up and maturing is realizing like, no, you don't owe people these things and you can set your boundaries of like what you are going to do or not do. Um, And I think there's a balance everyone has to find, (laughs) but it's like you shouldn't shouldn't just do something to please or be polite or to appease somebody else, but to do it because it's what you need to do. Um. Gosh, and that's hard, but like an empowering truth to figure yeah,
1: out. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Whew, Michelle, you ain't never <laughs> lie. That's the the most truth in the world. I you, know, I, you know, it's really challenging though. You know, because the thing is, is that like, if 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 the work is to serve not only us but also the people that you know mm-hmm. are adjacent to us or the communities that we cha- champion. We can't be, right. we can't be right. deaf, right. For sure. you know. Obviously, we have to make sure that we're like considering, considering sure. other places in the room. Um, I think that, like, but to your point, Michelle, it's really about like when when you create things from your center, from the things that you're learning, the yeah. things that are affecting your being today, and you create it out of those spaces. You know, it's always going to be topical because you're you're a, a right. living thing. You know, everything's it's always shifting, and the truth is, that people don't know what Mm -hmm. they want because they don't know Mm -hmm. what has yet to be created. You know, and so like at some point you're like, okay, cool, I'm glad you like that, and I think that's great too, and you know, that's something to consider, and I I appreciate that (laughs) reference, and you know, I'll take that with me, or I'll I'll leave that I'll leave that there. Uh, But ultimately, it really is about like making sure that you're creating things that truly live close to your chest. That like they, yeah. they just needed to exist for you. And then ideally, you know, you know, they, they, they connect with those things
2: that you create, you know, out of the inner part of your being like, and your need to create, I feel like those serve the community more than what other people think would serve the community best. You know, <laughs> like I've had so many people say, well, you should do this or that. And, and that's their idea of yeah. what would be good. But like, like you said, you're a conceptual artist and you have these ideas in your head and like you can vi- like envision a way to make this happen and when you do that i feel like that serves people better than what they cuz they don't even know <laughs> but oh man
1: yeah <laughs> right, they have no idea i think it i think it also like to be to be kind of like um whatever but uh i i do think that there is an obligation for uh white artists to consider in their process what it means to consider yeah other communities outside of themselves or out, like there is like there is yeah. like an interesting play here though you know like obviously make the things that are affect you and your life but like there is a world in which sometimes art is being made that is just like so tone deaf because it's not <laughs> considering sure. anyone Absolutely. else's yeah. place in the room <laughs> you know it's you know and i think that like that's a challenge for a lot of you know you know i live in new york and i have a lot of friends black white whatever Uh, But a lot of white friends and we have a lot of conversations about what it means to Mm. be an artist in this time in which like we're not doing the work as a society to consider people that have don't have the access to the things that, you know, a lot of a lot of white folks have, you know, and ultimately especially in the pop space, like you don't want to be that artist who's just, you know, doing that same shit over and over and just not Mm -hmm. considering anyone else, you know. And I think that, like, that's a challenge. That's, like, a thing that, like, I really do try to, like, have open conversations mm. with my white friends about, and you know, about, okay, yeah, definitely create things that serve you. But, like, also make sure that you're recognizing, like, is this sure. coming from yeah. a place of that comfort that we were talking about? Like, are you creating it because you're able to create it? <laughs> uh, are, we con- are we thinking about other yeah. people yeah. in the room at that all? That's like, awesome. I love how you know,
2: intentional you are.
1: Yeah. It's a challenge. It seems and it's. like.
2: All- your work is really intentional to involve the community to be aware of it it. and to like think how does this help me like how does this serve me and also the people around me well and that's something a lot of artists I think need just need more of is like how do I be intentional I'm part of a community it's not only me out here (laughs) so
1: right yeah it's not only me out here and I think that that gives you a lot of gives you a lot more um room because you know as it can be yeah. a lonely life as an artist certainly but when you when you create work that it's like actively considers other people mm-hmm. in in the thing as you assess and understand yourself That's awesome. it yeah. a little yeah. less lonely a little just <laughs> <Yeah>. a little
0: <laughs> yeah uh so yeah um but i i i, would, I would appreciate try, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. um you know. so <laughs> Tell the people here as we're, as we're sort of wrapping up, um, what are you up to now? Yeah. <laughs> what do you got going on? Yeah. What am I up to now?
1: Uh, I mean, first of all, I mean, thank y'all for having me. Like, I don't know how, you Absolutely. know, I'm currently in Kansas and and you are, you are in South Bend right now. right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and so I mean if there's a delay, I don't know how you guys edit this or whatever, but I appreciate <laughs> there's, you know, just there's the definitely there's and, and
0: definitely it. a delay, but <laughs> we'll uh we'll just chalk that up to you being off on tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah
1: yeah. Um I mean there's so much stuff that I'm working on right now. Like I have a, a single coming out um in the next couple of weeks and my first EP is coming out in November. Uh it's called wow. Totally. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of just like working on the music. Uh, I have some videos coming out soon and you know, everything is, uh, I work with a lot of really wonderful artists, um, for the album art and some of the promo images. And I'm excited awesome. for people to just see, like I'm working with this artist called Br- Brian Boo. Mm. They're amazing artists based out of New York city. Um, just, you know, as people like discover my work, I hope mm-hmm. that they check out a lot of the artists that I you know, are kind of trying to take with me in, in that way yeah. uh, because they're really wonderful and really
0: special, unique artists. So
2: that's awesome. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And,
0: and also I, it bears repeating, you are on tour with Charlie XCX right now. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm on tour with Dorian
1: Electra, who's opening for Charlie XCX, mm. and we're also on our own. Uh, between those dates, yeah. we're on our own tour with Dorian Electra. I'm playing a lot of my uh, my set at the after parties. Mm. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, depending on when it comes out, maybe you can catch me. I, I I think have I don't know. Check out my Instagram. Awesome. This is shav.
0: Dot pop. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. We will absolutely put all um, the links that you send us in the show notes so mm-hmm. everybody can check those out. Um but yeah, okay. thank you so much. It's been great uh <laughs> catching up and chatting and Not... getting into the into the meat. <laughs> hmm Thank and you so much. Into the hearty heartiness oh goodness
1: of goodness. God. yes. Now, Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Please stay in touch and let's chat soon, okay? Absolutely oh, thank you so much. Thank Charles. you. It's been a delight. Totally. Later, (laughs) y'all.
0: Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Killer Creators Podcast. If you want to know more about what Shav is up to, check out the show notes. We have links to social media profiles, to features in paper magazine. We also have links there for affiliate offers of ours if you want to help support this podcast. So tune in next time. And until then, keep killing it.